This episode of Brick City is brought to you by Max. Check out Max Trade Lines to boost your business credit profile. Go to www.makingachangeservices.com slash tradelines to get started today. Hello, people. Welcome back. This is The Real Charlemagne, host of The Brick City Show. I appreciate you guys supporting me all these years. I'm back 2024. We made it. If you're listening, hey, congratulations. Um, had a lot going on in 2023. Going to do, you know, a lot of people lost individuals. A lot of people gained opportunities. You know, opportunities was lost. But, hey, we survived. We in 2024. We're going to make the best of it. I appreciate you joining me. This is the first show of the year. It's going to be a special show. We got an individual from my uh, community. They have a big event coming up. I'm not going to give too much of that information up until I introduce him. But um, without further ado, Mr. Reginald Barrett, how are you doing, sir? Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well, brother. So uh, let's let's hear a bit a little about Reginald, and then we're going to lead into what you're doing in the community. Hey, I'm Reginald Barrett. I guess you could say I'm a native of Eastern North Carolina, Pitt, Green County, Scuffleton. Nobody knows what Scuffleton is right outside of Aiden. I uh, grew up there, attended North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina, where I majored in political science. Uh, and one of the, the biggest things was to come back home to serve my community. I was raised. And so uh, years ago, it seems like it's been a little little while, but years ago, I joined the Pitt County and AACP uh, after uh, a family member, uh, cousin, uh, Mr. President C.C. Calvin C. Henderson, came to my, my 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 family home and sat down to talk about a situation and left some applications. And I actually joined him. When I joined, he followed up with me and said, I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> Little did I know it would lead <laughs> to me actually becoming a member of the executive committee and uh, stepping up, becoming actually an officer of the of the of the branch and where I've been an officer for a number of years now. OK, OK. Wow, that's awesome, man. So, um, you know, the end. You know, NAACP. That's that's definitely um, a big a big thing in our community. We we definitely gotta support each other. So growing up, were you, you know, did you have that that type of uh, what you say activism in you growing up? Did were you a leader? You like you know running for school president, things of that nature. I wasn't necessarily ran for school president, but very active. Right? Active, okay. Active. Um, I, I think it was a thing. I was active in my church, active in the community. Mm -hmm. My my father was a scoutmaster, so uh, of Boy Scouts of America. So that was wow. Quickly pushed into leadership skills, going th going through that training process of of earning merit badges and stuff. And so I, I have to give a shout out to actually one of the reasons I probably got into the politic political realm mm -hmm. is late Miss Lois Ann Williams. You know her. You okay. Know, so I remember like going, uh, doing some canvassing with her when I was a young child. Okay. And just like all that interest of, of being able to get back to my community and plugged in and having, going to going to political rallies at my home church at a Little Creek. And so just kind of just planted that seed in me early. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to do something to help folks. Uh, I've always had that kind of passion to help people. Like, so I just, just, just wanted to, to take it to the next step and, and as you get older, you start to see more things. You you want to see that I want to leave this world better than I found it. Right. So, so I guess it was in me. You could say from the beginning, <laughs> right? Okay. So, so push push. You know, we just discussed your early years. Push uh, 
Now this 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 might spark an argument, you know, because uh, <laughs> no, most people say, <laughs> look, it's it's, it's either A and T or Central <laughs> best HB, HBCU in the state. Now, so <laughs> you attend North Carolina Central University, which is a a, a well versus HBCU in the state of North best, Carolina. The best HBCU. Okay, center. see, see, that's why I said I didn't want to start it. So you, you, you start. Okay, okay. I, so, I, I, a lot of eagles that are stand behind <laughs> to say that we are. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so what? So what was your course of study while you was at a political uh, science. HBC, political science? I, I did political science as my undergrad. Okay, so how was that? How was that um, transitioning to where you are now? How was that? So it, it's interesting. Like so, it, 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 it the story. I really wanted to go to law school, right? And so that's okay. what I ended up going to political science. But I uh, went went and got my degree and came back. But they say, you know, let's go to work. I ended up in education versus uh, okay. going to law school. So I've been in education now uh, for about 17 years. Oh, wow. uh, and 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 out of the 17 years I've been in education, the last three years I've been actually teaching uh, in the classroom. So so uh, with that being said, but while I was in that pr pr uh, process, I, that's how I kind of got involved in the community. I came back and mm -hmm. jumped right into the to the work of NAACP. Uh okay. And, and kind of been there, just kind of doing what I could to, mm -hmm. to try, you know, dive into the community and, and ended up getting uh, on the political action committee. Okay. Uh, and so and where I chair that committee now. But at that time, I just worked on political action committee. And I just remember doing like door, more door to door canvassing. I already had some you know, experience in it through college and through that. So door to door canvassing and building teams and and learning that whole process and, and putting what I had learned in college right to work right in the. In, the, in that civic side uh, of community organizing. So and it just kind of be, became a natural act for me to want to, you know, do it more and actually work with folks to understand their uh, their, their electoral uh, right to vote. And mm -hmm. so getting out there and, and getting people educated and, and motivated to go to the polls and vote. So uh, that was that thing that kind of drove me like mm -hmm. we got to about it. We got it. We got to be more plugged into it because we can't do it just because we were told to do it. We got to right. do it. We understand the process and understand what it does for our community and what it does for the folks who are coming behind us. Okay. Now, look. Now, now, what you what you just said, I, I totally understand. What were some of the challenges trying to educate individuals that don't believe in the system and trying to get them involved in the system? What is always a challenge that, that most folks uh, will argue when it comes to voting: my vote doesn't count, or my vote isn't heard, or or, or, or these systems are going to do what they want to do anyway. So why should I even get involved? Uh, and my always answer is because uh, the more you vote, the more our voices are heard. And it may not be an immediate change, but eventually a change will come. We will see change. Uh, and we have to keep working at it. We have to keep, I mean, democracy is not perfect. Right. So something that we have to continue to work at, continue to knock at. Uh, we've seen it work mm -hmm. and not work. <laughs> you know what right. so, 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 uh, depending on how you've engaged with it, you just can't give up on democracy. You have to understand it's your civic right, your civic duty. Uh, and, and many folks have died and, and and blood has been slaughtered for that right. Mm -hmm. So that I think that we shouldn't necessarily understand the challenges always before is that folks don't believe in it as much. Uh, and, mm -hmm. it, and it's very, very, very fragmentized when people don't believe in something that they don't want to participate in it. Right, right, right. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I I feel that's one of the challenges a lot of, especially in our community. You know, I kind of, I was in the military. I kind of shied away 
Mm -hmm. Once that 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 deal happened with Gore back in the day in two thousand, it was like a lot of our votes was like, you know, where you know we do absentee voting, and it's like, uh, what happened, <laughs> you know? But um, you know, dealing with stuff like that, you know. But I got back involved, you know, as I moved back to North Carolina, and um, I was just curious, you know, some of the challenges because, like I said, I was I was that person. I'm gonna be best just transparent. My vote don't count. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I was that person one time, and it was like, man, why am I wasting my time? And then, like I said, as I start studying and, and actually becoming more involved, understand, yeah, my vote counts, and, and we do have, we can't have a voice by exercising our right to vote. So, uh, and the funny thing about uh, the voting part is that one of the things that uh, I've always argued and always not necessarily, uh, um been able to say mm -hmm. is that hey a lot of people worry about and you should mm -hmm. federal level right. but your vote starts at the local level right right and so, uh, I, I, when i talk to folks about it like these are the people you go to church with uh you live in their community they live down the street from you and that you typically do life with and making some decisions that affects you day-to-day -day basis on a day-to-day -day basis that that sometimes you'll you'll stay away you'll shy away mm -hmm. from Yep. You're away from voting for your mayor and your city council and your school board members and your local judges. And these are the folks you see every day. You you work out with them <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they're making decisions about, you know, funding and things that are happening to your school systems right locally. So uh, when you say your vote doesn't count, you got to make sure you exercise mm -hmm. your right levels. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think that's the misconception. A lot of people just feel they're only going to go out presidential elections. That's that's it. And feel like every that every uh the mayor your senators everything is going to be on that ballot but don't understand the, the, the seasons sometimes doesn't coincide where those on the ballot so you have to educate yourself you know like you said it's people like yourself and others that educate and let them know hey you need to go out for this last election you know for this election and this election because you know just like we had the city councilman a couple of months ago you know here in Greenville mm -hmm. and it was like People was like, "Well, what are we voting for?" I'm like, "This is an important vote. <laughs> these, this is these people representing your community, you know." So, uh, but yeah, I think you know what you're doing is great, man, and what you have been doing is great. So, so look, giving your flowers while you while you're here, you know, that's what we don't do. <laughs> we know that's what we don't do a lot of. So, so pushing forward. So, um, you said uh, a family member got you involved with the NAACP. So, uh. Did you hit the ground running when she when she got the application approved? I'm, I'm telling you, it was like one of those things that I remember it very vividly. He was sitting to the table, we filled out the application, and, uh -huh. and at the time he gave me a temporary membership card and said, "This is a hold you until you are you are." He said, "You are a bona fide member of the NAACP." Uh -huh. And so I I kind of thought I was just going to be a member, and right. yeah, but he called me the very couple of days later and invited me to a meeting and actually appointed me to be on the education committee at the time with the wow. like. Reverend Rosa Wilson uh -huh. uh, was the chair, and uh, Miss Faye Wallace and, and Miss Dolores Nobles, and I was young, like right. like young, young. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and like and so their their points uh, uh another area of, of of making sure that we are are meeting meeting at the intersect with all ages, right? To yeah. making sure that we're all having conversations with our elders, with our middle aged folks, and with our young people, so that we all can come to the table to make a more equitable society and so i was right. very young at the time mm -hmm. I, most of the folks who i was sitting at the table were retired and had had, had done life right. a number of years and they were coming just to, to to give their experience and their expertise back to the community right 
Or did they put some workloads on me because they knew I was young and I, they were having <laughs> a, young, a young body to right. come and do that work. So right. definitely it was uh, a situation of hitting the ground running and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of it met his own challenges uh, of going going and facing challenges with folks who who weren't ready to hear ideas that we wanted to push. You know, at the mm-hmm. time, a lot of gang violence and killings going on around the community. Mm-hmm. We, were trying to, we were trying to advocate for for places for these young folks to go in the evenings, uh, mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. for churches and community organizations to come together. Like, could you imagine how many church vans were, uh, reside in our communities? And like, can we figure out a way that we could use those vans that pick up folks on Sundays to pick up people after school and to take them to after school programs or to, mm-hmm. or to take them back to their own churches and figure out ways to work with them to keep them out of the streets? And that was met with some resistance at that time from some of the local pastors, and they, mm-hmm. they like that push. But it was it, it just taught me that in order to see change, you got to stick with it. You know, yeah. you can't just can't give up. And it wasn't immediate. Or before you, and, and you got to also be ready to get to that place where you can be in a position to help kind of articulate that change a little bit more. Yeah, and yeah. I oh stand with the organization, and I didn't go, I didn't leave. I even mm-hmm. when it got tough, I didn't leave. Uh, when I wasn't popular with it, I didn't leave. I just didn't. <laughs> right. and um and having a great president like Mr. Henderson who who valued that 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 voice and valued my voice mm-hmm. and valued my position uh was very, very helpful and uh and the wisdom that I gained from a lot of those elders around the table at that time uh shaped me in becoming uh sticking with it. And now, as I said, I, I became second in command to uh the local branch. And wow. recently in the last couple of years, I've also been appointed to the state level and a state officer to okay. the state in the state NAACP. So. Okay. So now, so now that we're here, NAACP, what is, what it explain to the viewers? What, what does that mean? And what does that mean to you? We go, look, that's a two point answer. <laughs> the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, right? Founded February 12, 1909, uh, following the Niagara movement by some genius, uh, uh, inter, inter, uh, integrated folks who came together to 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 just figure out the problem of color in, in America at that time. Like, how can we stop the lynchings? How can we stop? How can we bring a more equitable society? And so you saw those folks come together in a room in New York and 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 develop, you know, what they consider to be a powerful organization to fight against uh institutionalized racism. Mm-hmm. And so uh and, and and here we are, you know, mm-hmm. some years later, still fighting. Right. Right. <laughs> And, and some of the same issues, actually, just it's, it's changed form, change uniforms and and the times have changed. But some of the same issues is very, very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks will ask the question, uh, is the NAACP still relevant? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah, because racism ain't dead. So right. we're still very, very relevant. We're, we're not an equitable society and we can pick it apart. We've seen it shift and change over the last couple of years. And folks have said there was a time when we didn't think the NAACP was relevant and its relevance has mm-hmm. gone right but mm-hmm. I can say for a fact, we've been fighting when you're sleeping sometimes. Right. Uh, and, and, and not always is the fight necess- uh, necessarily seen in public. Sometimes it's, it's sitting and in, in, in advocating in, in spaces that some folks have never actually thought about. And mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to eradicate social and political and racial changes in America and in our local communities. So mm-hmm. definitely what it means to me, I think because once I got plugged into that, to that fire, what it means to me is an opportunity to use a platform to bring about social change, to bring about uh, a, you know, community changes, and to, and to actually, you know, 
bring us in a table where we can come together with like-minded and sometimes I always not not always like-minded but to right. kind of you know you know kind of rough some things out uh and figure out what's the best way to to help our communities move forward okay now um if someone want to get involved locally or or on in their community uh just based off of Greenville or Pitt County how could they reach you or how can they get in touch with the the chapter uh, I, I definitely, uh, we have, we're on Facebook. Uh, and so definitely, uh, folks use our Pitt County and ACP Facebook pages of link to get up with us. I uh, definitely, if you want to join NAACP, we tell you to join membership is our power. And that is the lifeline of the NAACP. And so, uh, there are $30 annual membership dues and, uh, you can actually go online and join, just make sure you choose five, four, six, three B for Pitt County branch and, uh, become a member of the NAACP. We encourage it, uh, because that, you know, in order for us to work towards change, whether you like something or not, being a part of it helps mm -hmm. to be a part of the solution and not necessarily, you know, the one that complains about all the problems that are happening and who's not addressing them. Mm -hmm. But you're at a table where you can help address them and we can actually come together and find some ways to 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 integrate and come together and address some of these problems that we're seeing in our communities. Right, right, right. So, you know, <laughs> look, just playing devil's advocate here. So an individual comes to you, they say they want to join, but the fearful of controversy, you know, how do you address that to an individual say, hey, it's not always a a, a physical battle or always, you know, a, a anti antagonistic type approach when you're approaching it. And, you know, they don't want to like the villain or they, they feel some type of way about their employment, joining the association with stigma, quote unquote, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate right now because I'm educated about it, but I'm just saying for the viewership, you know, just let them know how do you address those individuals that's well, concerned think, about, you know, things, things on a backlash. I think that uh, number one, the organization is set up to, to, to kind of protect folks who are members, uh, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, we don't necessarily publicize our uh, membership roster, who's on our roster, who's a member mm -hmm. of the NACP. Uh, we don't actually. And also our we look at folks who are, who can be as engaged or disengaged as they would like to be when mm -hmm. they join the organization. So if you if you want to be one of those folks who who on the who on the front line working or if you want to be on the back road, because guess what? It takes all people. Right. Uh, you know, during the civil rights movement, we had people who were back fixing sandwiches, mm -hmm. uh, folks who were marching. Not necessarily <laughs> all had to be you know, right. Marks and some of them were doing some other work, making phone calls and doing that necessary a part of the work to make that whole machine run smooth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, of course, there's a place for everybody at the table, uh, whether you want to be on the front or whether you want to be sitting in the back. Gotcha. Gotcha. I appreciate that answer, man. That was a great answer. You've been practicing that one. No, I'm just messing, <laughs> I'm just messing so, with you, man. That's what we want to do. We want to we want to make sure uh, our right. branches again uh, for a number of years. We've been a branch of the year in the state. Uh, mm -hmm. years back under President Henderson's leadership. And we want to go back and restore that mantra back in this in this community with an, a very, very engaged branch. And I, I'm really optimistic that our current leadership and our current uh, executive committee is building a, a, a very inclusive and a very action-based and advocacy-based mm -hmm. uh, local branch uh, here in Pitt County that's going to address a lot of the systemic issues and a lot of hopefully influence some policy that will help bring about some social and uh, political changes in our community. Got you. All right. Tough questions. Systemic issues <laughs> in Pitt County. 
you have an event coming up. Could you tell people talking about a little bit of uh, the, the title of the event and the purpose behind the event? Uh, let's talk about it. So Saturday, January 13th, 10 a.m. over at Emmanuel Community Baptist Church on Spate Seed Farm Road mm -hmm. right here in Winterville, North Carolina. We're having an event and it's centered around housing. Uh, uh, of course, we know that housing is one of one of our standing committees with NACP. We have 18, at least 18 standing committees and housing is one of them. Uh, and a lot of times we want to really address those systemic issues when it comes to housing, uh, especially for, for, for people of color and black people mm -hmm. in our communities. Uh, and so when uh, when our, our current legal redress chair came on this chair, we had a pending uh, complaint. Uh, that we're that we've been working on addressing around housing, and so I won't go into that up up here, but right. definitely uh, we we saw an opportunity to engage the community to talk about the numerous or the of the, 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 the various issues that are encountered with Black folks and housing mm -hmm. in our local community. Like you'd be surprised when it comes from land preservation, and so so we have watched the documentary and encouraged folks to watch it. Uh, Silver Dollar Road. Um, based right down here in Eastern North Carolina, down in the Carteret County. Uh, and so when I talked to our legal redress chair and she said, let's get together and 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 talk about this, this uh this event because this movie, this documentary, because these issues not only happen there, but it's it's happening in so many of our families. And so many of our families and, and community folks did not have the bandwidth to fight back or the or the strength to fight back uh financially or or physically to fight back. Uh, against folks who are trying to take their land or took their land or took their houses. Right. So we wanted to make sure that we we brought some 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 panelists together that could help to kind of discuss the issues around housing and the issues around land preservation as it, as it relates to black folks and people of color in our communities. Because that is a big a big issue where yes. we're going for people who are in predatory lending and losing their houses because loans are too high or HOA, HOA situations where folks are losing their houses or people coming in and taking their land because of uh, their property. All sorts of situations come up that sometimes it's a lack of knowledge on our part so we, or we've not been exposed to or we don't know the information to get. Or we definitely need policy to protect us. Right. So and, and so hopefully Saturday's event is, is an event to just start the conversation and right. start the road to advocacy around housing and, and those issues that are concerned. I mean, I mean, right now we, we see there's federal issues with HUD across the country, mm -hmm. certain with certain uh, complexes that are, that are overcharging people an astronomical amount of money for, for, for rent. So we definitely want to make sure that uh, folks are in the building on Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, listening, to that, listening to yourself as you facilitate this, 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 this fine panel of guests we have. Right all over the state to, to be talking about those issues around housing. Right, right, right. Uh, look, little backstory, Silver Dollar Road. I wasn't going to watch it. I wasn't going to watch it. Uh, so, like, the person that put us together, Miss Brown, <laughs> encouraged me to watch that. Because, like, like I said, it, it's 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 so touchy, man. And, I, you know, me being in the military and then to see things like that happen to people, you know, we we fight for justice. We fight for, you know, these equalities for the military. And then right. to see something like that happen in your backyard. Mm -hmm. Then the world just got smaller. I'm watching a documentary. I played basketball against one of the guys. I guess he was a, a, a nephew or a grandson. Wow. 
at East Carteret. East Carteret used to be in our conference. Wow. That Silver Dollar Road is directly down the street from East Carteret High School. And like I said, one of the guys that was in the documentary, I'm like, yo, I remember this dude from, you know, high school. <laughs> and he was a real. And I'm like, wow. it, it, it didn't resonate. But now I'm glad I watched it. But I'm glad you guys are putting this panel together because I'm sure the same thing has happened here. But, you know, but they were they didn't have the resources to fight as that family did. You know, that family, like you said, they had some business savvy about them to fight, you know. And it's unfortunate them gentlemen went to jail for eight years, eight years for trespassing it on <laughs> property. And, it, and it's, it's, that was definitely unjust, you know, from my viewpoint. And, and, and just the way it was told, I was like, man, this is just a horrible situation. So um, could you little give us a little details about some of the panelists that are going to be there? So we have uh, uh, a couple of folks that are going to be on panels. I'm trying to pull it up so I can actually not uh, <laughs> mess up anything here. No, but we fine. have, of course, uh, like I said, yourself facilitating. Mm -hmm. uh D.D. Carney, Ms. D.D. Carney, who's a local realtor. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Mr. James Rose, uh, who's the assistant county manager for planning and environment. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, Ms. Jean Troy, who is from the program manager for North Carolina Human Relations Commissions and Civil Rights Division. Mm -hmm. We have Ms. Stephanie Watkins, who's a, who's the director of housing uh, for North Carolina. And we have Daniel Worrell, who's a supervising attorney for legal aid of North Carolina, that's going to be on that panel. Gotcha. So a wealth of knowledge, you know, and we and hopefully a lot of community folks, an opportunity to, to engage and find out, you know, what we really want to hear about as it relates to some of the civil dollar road situation and some mm -hmm. of the situation around our local communities. And then, you know, giving opportunities for the, for our, com our community and our, our our audience to ask a few questions to, right. uh, to the panel. So cool, cool, cool. And, I, and like I said, this event. I, I would suggest anyone that's in the community to to attend because there's a lot of infrastructure going on in this county. <laughs> a lot of infrastructure. And it's, it's like, you know, I tell my I tell some people I like, if we're talking about it, it's already done. <laughs> a lot of times a lot of times we we we're we're late to the game by the time we see it. Yeah. Uh you know, on 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 a on, on a on a real talk. Like a lot mm -hmm. of times we get the information publicly they've already had the meetings behind the door they've already made their decisions about it and so we we typically are at a backlash situation where we're we're fighting which is all the more reason for us to to start being presently and engaged in the community organizing the community organizations and when folks say come to come to a meeting come with your questions come come with your concerns right when he's zoning signs going up in your community go to your go to your city council meetings and figure out what's being built and right. you know how it's going to affect your community what's you know like Ask the questions that need to be asked, and if you don't know, it's a good time to 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 build you some uh some local 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 advocacy to ask those folks in charge of you, uh you know what's happening in our community, what's mm -hmm. going on, how's, how's that going to affect my 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 community or where I live, and you know, what changes should I be should I be because guess what happens if you if you take folks who are already on fixed incomes and you drive the cost of living higher, and then and then the, you know the tax value of their property shoots up and they can't afford to keep it anymore. Or if it's aired property and and you know our elders pass on and and hopefully leave this these home places to family members and they can't they can't they can't keep it up 
you know, because yeah. you know they don't know the, the you know the changes of it. And it you know it becomes, you know, state or city property or county property. And it's a lot, you know, we've seen it happen in so many of our family members right. where the property gets ate up and then nobody nobody owns it anymore. Right. Yeah, that's a sad situation. You know, I it's unfortunate, you know, I was I was uh doing a little research about the incident that happened in Wilmington early 1900s and you know a lot it was I, was, I actually talked to a gentleman in Atlanta one time he was actually from Greene County mm-hmm. but his family had migrated to that Wilmington area in in like the 1930s 1940s in that South Hall area and then when the incident happened a lot of the deeds for the land that they had purchased were burned up in that courthouse on wow. the day of that massacre so a lot of those people just like hey we don't, you know, <laughs> how can we, how can, you know, they just took the land and then basically a lot of those people, unfortunately during that time, couldn't read or write. Yeah. So it's like, they don't know what they're signing. They, they say, they were fictitiously saying, hey, here's your deed, but not reading it. And they actually signing over their actual deed to someone else because of manipulation. Manipulation, and it happened a lot. And, and it's happened a lot. Uh, actually in that time zone, right, you know, right after the Civil War, we saw fires happening all mm-hmm. over the South where D's and, you know, things were getting burnt up and, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, they knew folks didn't know how to like, read and write. They were taking their land. Uh, I know of situations in my own family where people were accused of crimes they didn't commit and had to put their land up, uh, you know, in order to to save family members from being, you know, hung or, or right. thrown in jail. So, mm-hmm. so what do you do? Uh, when, when it's the property versus your family member and you lose hundreds and hundreds of acres of land right. that 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 becomes your family that should have been your family's birthright right. now it's just a discussion that you hear about we, we we our family own that land and we no longer own it uh, and you know and a lot of times like in, in one of our family uh, situations we're, we're looking at you know uh, working on the area of our family land just because some you know loved ones are buried there mm-hmm. okay okay that's the idea of how much of that has affected you know a lot of folks over the south mm-hmm. so these conversations are very important now. yeah they're very important very important of how to how to maintain uh our dwelling places in our community so we're not losing our land mm-hmm. and that we're able to hold on to it and we're able to at least pass it on and make it a generational thing you know yeah 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 definitely but then they're not making no more of his land right his land that's right <laughs> so we losing it then we we can't obtain it we can't, can't obtain it. it exactly and then, um, so so to to attend this event, is there like any type of registration, any type of thing to we do have? We do have uh, an Eventbrite link uh, that is that is moving around. There's actually on our Facebook page at a, at the at the event that you can actually sign up, and we're just doing it to keep a head count about see how many people are coming. Okay. Uh, so that that is that's is, it's not required, but it's it's, it's highly suggested. Encouraged. Okay, encouraged. Please yeah. please sign up, people. Please sign up. <laughs> I mean, please sign up. But if you show up, it's fine. We, we're going to accommodate you regardless. Gotcha. Uh, that that's definitely uh, a big plug. That everybody come out and try to kick the year off. We 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 thought it not robbery to do it and kick this off on King Weekend because, uh, you know, of 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 him uh, embodying the very uh, um, essence of what we do now, uh, and 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 him embodying that in his in his era mm-hmm. of work eradicate social change and 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 one of the the last things he was doing was fighting for uh the sanitation workers mm-hmm. and so we know if he was fighting for people to work he he, he he's fighting for fair housing too right. so so therefore we're making sure 
that we're kicking off the King weekend uh, for folks who are trying to get out this weekend and and and, and kind of just get get into that King spirit. Uh, right. That's the way to do it. But we don't want you to just stop there. We want right. you to you know, to be plugged in your community and, and, and you know, whether you join the NACP or not. Right. Uh, uh, we want you to be plugged into your community. We want you to be advocating. We want you to be really uh, getting out there and helping to bring about change. This is a big year politically. Uh, yes. uh, a couple of weeks, <laughs> I can't even say a couple of months, but in a couple of weeks, literally, we have early voting kicking off in our county uh, for, for you know, the statewide elections. And wow. so, yes, February okay. 15th, versus have early voting. Wow, Okay. So just taught me something. Just taught me something. <laughs> a lot of time. So, so, yeah. so, kick it off. I, and this is a statewide. So, what's on the ballot? Everything's on the ballot. Your president, gubernatorial, uh, Senate, Congress, and you know we're we're fighting gerrymandering. You know, and 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 all the stuff that's happening right now in North Carolina to uh, discourage folks from voting. It should be the reason that everybody turns out and go vote. So, in uh, experience, this last. Uh... Uh, the local election we had. Um, I'm used to just telling my name, my address, you know, what have you as my identifier. And then she was like, well, I need an ID. I was like, it's just unfortunate I have a military ID. So it was a government ID. So I have a military ID and showed it to her. I was like, I said, what? You know, me not knowing, you know, not keeping abreast of what's going on. Right. I'm like, I don't know I'm supposed to have ID. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So on my exit poll, it was like, you know, I said, you know, honestly, I was like, I've, because it's my first time doing it, I, I said, I, I appreciate it, but it was a little uncomfortable at first. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm I'm just used to going in and, and telling, and there's a point of registration, you know, because that's, I'm registering to saying who I am. So it's double verification, you know what I mean? So I felt a little uncomfortable at first, but then I was like, eh, okay, well, to keep some stuff going on, I don't know what's going to happen this year. So let me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm cool with it. But for those individuals that don't have ID, how are you guys advocating and trying to get those people, push those people to go get IDs? And, and yep. is there another I, way to uh, vote without your ID? Uh, there, uh, there are organizations that are advocating uh, okay. to, uh, ID, voter IDs. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of stuff going around litigation around that. So I don't want to speak too much into that right now. Okay. okay. Uh, definitely know that there are organizations and, and, you know, and if you come, you'll probably get plugged into folks okay. who can be in the right direction to get, uh, get an ID to vote, to make sure that you have all you need to go vote and all, everything you need. The best thing to do is if you don't know, if you're unsure, get plugged in. Gotcha. <laughs> get plugged in. And so that you'll know exactly what's happening. Uh, yeah, yeah. Around our community right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I said, that was that is like you said. It was just fortunate. I was like, I had my I had my military ID for some odd reason in my pocket. Just you know, and I was like, I got these bad knees. I ain't feel like walking back to the car. <laughs> I look so. Like, cause I, I might not vote that day. You know what I mean? Cause uh, I might be like, <laughs> think about this, right? So th this is why we talk about vote ID being, being something that disenfranchises people to vote. Yeah. So if you don't have an ID, if you don't have access to ID, you think about people in rural communities or in mm -hmm. places, they don't have access to get somewhere to get an ID or don't have the money to get IDs. Right. Guess what happens? If they would have showed up to the polls, that would have been a vote we would have lost. Exactly. So people 
There's no, you, you need an ID to do this. You need an ID. But a lot of these folks don't have banking accounts. A lot of these mm -hmm. folks don't travel. A lot of these folks don't own, own their houses. Mm -hmm. So talk about why all the places you need to use ID. Right. A lot of these folks don't have it. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't yeah. have to. But they don't go to the doctor. They don't. They don't. You know, a lot of that stuff don't work. Doesn't work for them. So systematically, uh, when you think it's if it's equitable, uh, mm -hmm. it may not be. I mean, you know, we could challenge it all day long. But we think right. about the least of them in our community. You know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. that they don't have access to that. And that's the big argument sometimes. Right. It's, it's, we're talking about the least of them who who have the right to vote but can't vote. Mm -hmm. We're telling them you're putting in what we call a new age poll tax, and then by saying they need something else just to just to get them to the poll. Um, yeah, man, that's that's deep right there, brother. And um, so tell people a little bit uh, about the event one more time, and then we got I got one more question for you. Just tell them about Saturday, the event coming up. Saturday, January thirteenth, ten a.m. Like I said, Emmanuel Community Baptist Church. The pastor is Pastor Mary Worsley is hosting the housing event. We're talking all about housing. Uh, with, 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 with a guest panelist, and like I said, I, our good brother Charlemagne is going to be facilitating that that event uh and we're talking about housing all housing related is in and 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 the fair and equitable housing in our county and land preservation in the black community and we really need you to be a part of that conversation because it doesn't just start there but it it opens up the door for so much more that we're going to be trying to do uh in the future in this year around housing right and, and what i'll do uh also when i post post uh this this content i'll put the link in the uh in the description so people could go there and also copy and um you know sign up through the event break because you know like you said numbers are powerful you know because if you want to have this event again like well we had a thousand people show up <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so um is we, are you going to stream it as well uh yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have okay. streaming so it's, it's, it's live stream live stream okay and that, it's just going to be through the N NAACP website Facebook page. Uh -huh. Facebook page. Okay. All right, cool. So make sure you guys in this uh NAACP Pitt County chapter, correct? Pitt County Facebook. chapter. Pitt County on, chapter. On, on Facebook. <laughs> oh, so it's Pitt County chapter D Okay. It's on Facebook. So yeah, you guys make sure you follow that. And I'm gonna put that link in as well to make sure people are abreast what's going on. And um so I have one more question for you, Reggie. Um being an educator. <laughs> and being an activist, how has that been in the education system? How has that affected you to advocate even more, or does it feel like sometimes it's just you just go home drained? How does that? How does that well, affect you? Honestly, honestly, it probably it fuels me to advocate more. Okay. Uh, I, I teach fourth and fifth grade, and I see I teach a population of students that. That that are that become the very the very epicenter of what we what we fight for, mm -hmm. right? And so when it comes to uh, you know making sure they have access to uh, to fair and equitable education, they need uh, they need safe housing. All right, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like all these issues that we think about, they, they need access to 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 uh, to medical doctors and so Medicaid expansion and all those things that we fight around affects our children, right? So I get to see it day to day. So if they don't have, you know, if they don't have a meal or they don't, or they la they're lacking something that has not been provided for them. Of course, it makes me want to fight harder to make sure their their needs are being met and they're actually getting provided for and they're getting an opportunity for somebody to stand up for them. Mm -hmm. Because that's what uh that that's what we that's what we're called to do. 
Uh, and so we're called we're called to work in a in a place where we will leave this world better than we found it. Right. Yeah. That I guess that that could say that that's part of the reason I I, I can it makes me work harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just curious, you know, just sitting sit here, listen to you talk, listen to your passion. And then, you know, everybody, you know, the education piece is always a topic of discussion throughout the world, throughout our country, for sure. Right. Because, you know, the 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 wages of teachers, you know, is, is and then the things that they have to put up with and, you know, and then, but you see, seeing it firsthand, you, you know, from being an educator, you're like, wow. You know, <laughs> and the, and the, and the thing about it, Charlamagne, I because I see it not from the student perspective, but also from my coworkers who 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 are teachers who who are dealing with the side of it that hey, we don't always get all that we are deserving as teachers right. and as and support staff and as folks who work in the education system. Uh, whether you drive the buses or you or you or you are a custodian or you are, and you know you know whatever capacity you work in that affects, mm -hmm. like. I, even that part of, of of watching them say, "Hey, I wish somebody knew all that we had to do on the day," -to -day. <laughs> and it's questioning why we asking for more pay and why we asking for for right. better, you know, like that that kind of stuff. So and then so it's kind of twofold. I right. see it from angles, and so of course that makes you advocate when you're in positions that I'm in that I get to go back and tell these stories firsthand. That because because mm -hmm. somebody told me, not because right. I. It because I work it. You, work it. you live it. You live yeah. it. <laughs> and, and salute to you, brother. But uh, all right, man. Look, I ain't gonna take up too much of your time. I know you got class coming up tomorrow. But um, and look, before we go, I need you to drop a nugget for for the listeners on behalf of Reggie. Then I want to do uh do a little selling point to to people to join the NAACP. Uh, on behalf of Reggie, I just want I just want to tell folks, man, you know, stay engaged, uh, stay stay encouraged that that this is not a place to give up. This is a place for us to build momentum and, and keep pushing forward and keep making a more inclusive and a more equitable society and a, and a better community. And the only way we do it is pulling together. Let's put our differences aside, pull up our sleeves, and get in the dirt and work. Uh, and as the NACP, you know, we're the oldest, boldest, uh, you know, uh, most discussed civil rights organization in the world. Come on, join the fight of freedom and and, and help make this world a better place. Uh, it's thirty dollars a year. That's the <laughs> All right, man. A lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> man, look, I appreciate this conversation and um, looking forward to the event. And um, and like I said, I, um, this conversation is going to carry on beyond this event, you know, because I think you guys are doing a lot of groundwork to make things aware to what's going on in our community. And I appreciate that from being from this community, you know what I mean? Because a so, lot of people, you don't see it, <laughs> you know. And we're hoping that we're hoping that uh, the more we can actually bring these issues to the forefront and the more we have more conversations we have and the more uh, advocacy we do around these issues, that it'll bring more folks saying that what can I do to get in the cause and what can I do to help, help, help change and bring about uh, these changes that we need to make this place better. Got you, man. Appreciate you again, brother. And salute to you. And um, like I said, keep, keep fighting, keep up the fight. Like you, like you gotta go. Like I, I know some of your family members, man, we go way back and, and you know, it's just a blessing to be attached to genuine people, you yes, know, sir. 
And so, man, maybe who I am today, man. One of them. So I, you know, I, you know, I think about them on a on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the seeds that were deposited in me to be the person I am today was because right. of older. I stand on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. uh, the and the ones that are going on, definitely right. stand on their shoulders, and 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 and, uh, and I'm praying they're proud of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they are, man. Cause like I said, you know, we we look back in history. Like I was telling you before we even started, my grandmother. You know, she basically knew all. That's why I learned about Scufferton. Traveling right. with my grandmother down there, some of them used to work at sewing plants together. Right. You know, years ago in, in Blue Barrel and in Farmville and eight, you know, all yeah. these other little sewing plants, man. And that's how they met each other. Right. You know, and, um, you know, but they, you know, back in the day, it was like a community. Everybody kind of, you know, fed off each other. You know what I'm saying? If, if, look, they had a meeting on Sunday. Somebody will bring the vanilla wafer. Somebody will bring the the cheese, and somebody gonna bring that Pepsi Cola. <laughs> everybody knew my aunt and Aiden man was yeah. in the flower shop, so you know, of course, everybody knew Miss Rena. Miss Rena, so, yeah, and like you said, her, her like her and my aunt was like best friends, like till the day she passed, and she used to go down there and help her with the arrangements. <laughs> everybody went by Miss Rena, Rena's flower, and Rena's flower, yeah, man. And my uncles and aunt, my uncles were notorious hunters, and. Mm -hmm. Who just passed away a couple of months ago, like Usher, and, and so like I, I came from a good stock of folks, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuine people, like you said, your brother and I. We can't tell stories about us on the air, but <laughs> hey, genuine dude. From from the day I met him, I was about man. I think I, I mean I was about twelve or thirteen when I met your brother, and uh, oh, man, uh, got got still you know check up on me to this day, to this day. He's my daddy to this day, so I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy though man shout out to marlo that's one of my veteran buttons and um man just just blessing man but um like i said people i appreciate you guys listening hey if you're in the area make sure you drop by the event on saturday i'm gonna have the link in the body of the uh in the body of this this uh description of this video or this audio so feel free to click the link and definitely, if you can't make it in person, watch it virtually, and um, because it's going to be some great information and um, a lot of information from people of that make decisions. You know, uh, I say that's the thing. Sometimes we get caught up in people that don't make decisions, and you know they're they're important as well. But we need to listen to and, and be in touch with decision makers and, and have them on your speed dial sometimes. You know, so. But yes, yeah, tap in if you can, people, and um, feel, you know, make sure you follow me on all platforms: Spotify, our podcast, also uh, YouTube, and also on Facebook. I'm, I have a Facebook page, so feel free to, to follow and um, subscribe. And um, until next time, this is your boy, the Real Charlemagne, signing off. Peace. <laughs>